Hi, everyone. Hi. Hello. It's been a long fucking time. It's been it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, Angel. I have a bunch of questions, which I may or may not get to. It's really just about having a conversation. <laughs> so the only person, Andrew, Mike, I know I see you're trying to get away with Jeff there. So Jeff, <laughs> uh, Pat and, and Neil, you are the only one that I don't know in bird language. Hello. So you're the, you get the first question. All right, let's go. Do you own a bird? I do not own a bird. If no. you had a bird, what kind of bird would you own? I always thought the little finches are really cute. Those like little, little small ones. Yeah, I don't know. I don't probably. know how to take care of a bird. That's probably why I, I don't have one. It's um like a 60 year commitment. It's like more worse than marriage. It, it could be. <laughs> yeah. If, if anything could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> so you're married. I'm not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kim is married to the music. Let's talk about bird language you were sort of reintroducing yourself to the general public after, I don't want to say a hiatus. You were never really recording regularly and playing out regularly. You had a couple of demos back in about, I don't know, 2015. Am I right? Mm -hmm. I remember playing Jeanette over and over again. And it was like, you have one song. When are you going to make more? (laughs) You named your debut record. Is that the start to finish time that it took to make this record? 625 days. Yeah, that that was um, packing up with, Pat and Chip came up with it, and it was literally the day that we walked in from the time that the master was finished was 625 days. And it was all, it was literally from the beginning of the pandemic to the end, contemporary pandemic conditions when we finished it. So how many songs total and will the demos make it on this? It's nine songs total. And the original demos you had from 2015, uh, we redid one of those songs that were on there. But no, the other, Jeanette is still just in that form. Too Soon from the demos is, is featured on the album. Mm-hmm. Can you remember the last time you played live? Nash can. <laughs> no. um, we uh, did. I, I, know. I remember. Lizard, Lizard Lounge, is that the last one? Yeah, we played Dan Nicklin's uh, thing at the Lizard Lounge January 2020. Mm-hmm. That's the last time we played. I'm going to yeah. say January 19th. Look mm-hmm. it up. We were heating up right when the world closed down. Let's put it that way. Well, we played. Uh, we played Neil's Backyard. In my backyard. I get to those count. <laughs> of course they count. That's the only way we saw shows for, for much of 2020 and into 2021. I forget we're in 22 already. And yeah, I've lost more than a year. The fact that we had the pandemic, though, it allowed us to make the album like probably 20 times better than it would have been. Like, I think we would have settled more quickly had we, you know, just got it done in a chunk and you know, this, we were kind of forced out of the studio and, and having, going back like piecemeal. And we just, it ended up being like, I think like way better than it, than it would have been had we just like taken it in one, in one chunk. We had more time to, like, I got a new guitar. Like we got, you know, we just had more time for experimenting, you know, and stuff. So it turned out for the best, you know, with a bad situation. Do you feel like because you were, you were separately recording that you got to pick it apart a little bit more? That could be good and bad, though. Well, it, it was a process, Angel, because we didn't know when this thing was going to end. So think about that. The you know the you're 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 walking towards the horizon, thinking that you're eventually going to get somewhere, but over the course of two years, that horizon still just is unreachable. So I think um, initially we thought we were going to be kind of wrapping this up in you know a typical six, seven, eight sessions. Chip, do you happen to remember how many actual 
sessions it took for us to finish this thing, at least in terms of cutting and recording? I did at least four vocal sessions. Yeah, um, we're, we're around 13 or 14 days of, ses- of sessions. Four or five myself. So, yeah, but, but it, that sounds about it, right, Mike. Angel, you're right. Like, you know, in terms of picking it apart, but at the same time, we learned our parts. We, we learned to play our parts and uh, orchestrate uh, more, much more appropriately being able to go in solo. But the challenge was we, there was zero feedback from each other through the, through the entire process. Yeah. So in a normal conditions situation where you have your, your pals right there, and you know what it's like, you're getting heckled, which is good. It's good to get out. Or you're yeah. getting kind of that kind of a pump up, do it, you know, especially for a guitar solo or for whatever, or for a vocal take. That wasn't there. And, you know, Ethan Dussault was our, was our engineer. And Ethan's a great engineer, but he's, he's more of kind of a quiet, kind of cerebral guy. So everything that came out of this record was essentially on the individual's shoulders to communicate what they really wanted to. And it took a long time to get there. But like Neil said, it was absolutely worth it. Pat, are you the newest member? Yep. You were the sort of heir apparent to the bass playing duties, despite the fact that you've been friends with most of these guys for a long time. How did that, how did that happen for you to actually seal the deal and join the band? I was out to dinner with Doherty one night. I was feeling the fact that I hadn't been playing any music, you know, and, and uh, it was kind of affecting my life. And he was like, well, we need a bass player. You want to come try out? And I think I tried out for like seven or eight months. Right. (laughs) So they finally were like, Hey, do you want to be in this band? It's a long process, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, it was it was a good experience, you know, like because I, I kind of came into this like group of awesome dudes and like the songs were already written for them. You know, a lot of the songs were written for the most part. And they were like, this is the baseline. And, uh, you know, I, I actually had just been playing in cover bands. So it was kind of like I was covering our own music for, for a little bit, you know. And then when we started writing new tunes, especially for this record, that's when I could put a little bit of my flavor on some of this stuff. So the cool thing is that when we were able to get back together into the practice space, um, you know, we had all these old songs that we made the record with, but, you know, we've written like six or seven new songs uh, in a pretty short period of time once we started practicing again. And, you know, we're looking to get back into the studio again. So you already have another record's worth. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready to go. A little little more tightening up, but yeah, the new songs sound really good. Obviously, we're very proud of 625 days, and yeah, I'm we're excited. It it, kind of like having the record be done was like kind of putting the pedal to the floor, and like now we can now we can really go because you know shows are coming back, and you know people are kind of going back into seeing live music. And as you said earlier, you know those outdoor shows and being able to the porch fest type of events and things were always great, but you know we love being inside of clubs and we love playing for people. So it's, it's, it's exciting to have the record come and do that. And then just have momentum to go back into in a studio soon and put out more. It's, it's really fun. Let's talk about what is on the horizon. I know March 20th, you're playing in Davis square at Rockwell with a couple of bands. I'm also really familiar with little fuss is a band that I've been playing on Boston emissions a lot. And Addie's son who is a really incredible songwriter, great live performer, how did that how did that come together and uh what do you what do you got planned what do you got up your sleeves well the show came together because adi hit us up she's awesome we've known her for years and she was excited she knew the record was coming out and i feel like you know was like as a friend was like let me get it i have a show coming up you guys got a record coming out let's do this show big fans of everything adi pretty much 
some of the best music that's come out of Boston, I feel personally in a while. So I'm excited for the show. Say, I haven't been to Rockwell in a really long time. It's a cool little venue and I'm all for having, having small rooms in Boston. So anything that's viable to put on a good rock show, I'm, I'm all for it. I think the city needs that. You know, there's only so many Roadrunners and this isn't a knock on mm. Roadrunner because I'll go see shows at Roadrunner, no problem. But we don't need, you know, seven more 3000 cap rooms. It'd be really great if we had some 200 cap yeah. rooms. Let's talk about the brand new song, Apoplectic. It's yes. more expansive than the, the other stuff that I've heard from you. And I guess that comes with time. It comes with uh, working together more closely and knowing each other as players. Doesn't hurt to have Chip on vocals. Oh, Never. So sweet. Such a sweet man. <laughs> so tell me what, what is your definition of apoplectic in terms of this song? You know, I was just thinking that it was, um, it's kind of like about high expectations for a night out on the town and then things not going as planned or things kind of like heading in the wrong direction and then just trying to figure out what, what went wrong. So that's kind of the general idea. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's got those like breakdown parts where you can kind of feel there's a little bit of chaos happening from the nice melody to, to start with. This is really the first song that we've released, um, our first song with when we had the pianos added in but before in the other demos we didn't have piano or keyboard so um i think this is one of the first songs we wrote actually with the piano sound mm -hmm. so that adds a whole another level to it and um kind of uh changed the shape of the sound you know with the other tunes as well so you're doing all the heavy lifting you're singing playing keys and piano just That's all me. you man jeff for president <laughs> you know it's another um, uh, if you could, that's another positive thing that if you want to talk about any positive things that came over the past two years is that I, uh, I feel like I got a lot better at playing the piano. <laughs> I had a lot of time to practice in my house here. <laughs> yeah. Who are you listening to lately? Are there a couple of, a couple of bands or artists that come to mind that have maybe contributed to how you're working out the sound of the band? A lot of different stuff. Nash listens to a whole different catalog than the other four I actually Nash and I probably have more in, in common in terms of some of our appreciation for African music but Neil and Chip kind of wrote this one in terms of like the melodic structure so Neil maybe you can chime in on what your influence was I was thinking back actually and I I feel like that there's that you know that song and then there's um Clear Head which is on the album which will probably be a single and then uh, Cassie we wrote them all all three and I think um, at the time like we didn't I think we were without a bass player I think when we started those ish and so you know key you know it was more like condensed where I would go in there with with Chip and I'd got a new amp that I was really excited about that had like some really cool chorus so it was like you know more than like influenced by any particular thing it was more just inspired by like creating creating like a dreamy sort of space where you're like you're not like, you know, I mean, you know, I've been in hardcore bands and metal bands and stuff like, but, but trying to do something a little different where you're not like, ev not every part is like bashing someone over the head. It's like, no, you're trying to create, create an environment of, that to puts you in a, in a different space. So like, I mean, mm -hmm. I like, I listen to a lot of kind of stuff like that, but the, um, at the time, yeah, I mean, um, certainly like indie rock and like, you know, seventies, like, you know, soft rock kind of, kind of vibe. I mean, there's just a lot mm -hmm. of like, 
cool things you can pick from that kind of stuff without copying it completely like just vibes you know mm -hmm. that you're like oh here's this random song i heard on whatever the yacht rock station but like that's a cool <laughs> sounds like so kind of just reinterpreting those things you know and making it like a little more a little more exciting a little more lively and interestingly with the pandemic i feel like there was like not a ton of releases i almost feel like people were waiting until mm -hmm. it was done and holding things, holding some things back as far as like new, new music. But, yeah. but that was sort of like, you know, just a condensed bunch of songs that like, you know, we kind of encourage Chip to get on the keys and incorporate that, you know, cause he's a really talented dude and why not, why not take advantage of that? And so that was like kind of the inspiration there. Like, um, was that like after the summer that we saw Radiohead Chip and we were just like, so like, you know, oh my gosh yeah that was a very <laughs> i think i don't know if the, if the timing is right in my head but i think we were just like really like into um just into music and inspired and just kind of hammered out some songs that we you know ended up really excited about and then of course like these other guys are really talented and added like all the stuff that makes the songs great and chips you know lyrics and all that stuff so you touched on something that i think is really important to all of this for well for a lot of us is that you still found inspiration during all of this. There was so much uncertainty for all of us. And I'd like to think that we're, we're getting through to the other side of it now. I don't want to jinx us because I'd love to see shows and have people continue to make music. And, you know, one day I will see you in person. That'll probably be the 20th. But I feel like it's been sort of a split between creative people. I think that there's a fair amount of people that we know and love who are like, I don't I'm, I don't want to do anything. And then there's, you know, people like like you who were like, I'm going to take this time to sort of reinvent some of my ideas. And I feel like that's kind of what that's one of maybe the transitions that bird language has gone through for me, because I certainly remember you guys back a handful of years ago when you were getting started and kind of kind of sketching things out to what the band may be later. I feel like that inspiration is, is maybe that quietness that we were forced into has been able to spring forth some of these new great, great ideas for whatever is to come next. I know personally, that's what happened for me. And I think people like the mindset change. And as far as myself personally, uh, like inspiration, like music is what kind of gets me up and I feel like I had a little more time to practice on my own and do you know I've I got to you know use an electronic drum set for the first mm. time in my life and have it in my living room and practice almost every day just to keep up chops if you will and then obviously when we went back to the space it was like oh wow you guys are still talented musicians even though we technically were playing first <laughs> couple months there or whatever you know mm -hmm. so I don't think the inspiration, I think the inspiration, the musical inside of what we are is always there. And I think, you know, that's why we play together. And I feel like, you know, we have all different, you know, influences and whatnot, but, you know, bird language itself is, wasn't going to die. I feel like it was going to always get better personally. Like I felt like the pandemic was like doing the record during it. I helped, you know, we had, yeah. we had a constant project. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, yeah so band. Help we, that we, uh, we, we, you know, we went to the studio March thirteenth, twenty twenty. I think it was the thirteenth. We had four days booked. That's we got two, two days, yeah, and then everything the stopped. So it's like kind of we have to finish what we started, right? So if we didn't get it started, though, we might not be where we are right now. Actually, Maybe. right. Okay. Starting a record that weekend was like already things were buzzing around us, you know, and yeah, we're like, yeah, we don't know already. what's going to happen, and then like. 
we kind of got through our scratch tracks and normally you could like fix those and then go back in and do more stuff later we couldn't fix them so like we had to live with that we had to live with our mistakes for like you know for for a year really like if we if we were listening to, like there was there was so many spots where i was just like i don't want anyone to hear this you know and then i, I neil bought a new guitar i bought a new bass like everyone kind of like went and did their thing and i mm-hmm. listened to a lot of paul mccartney and wings and came back with fresh ideas for the to polish it up and so in a way i guess that was kind of a blessing right that we that we had to do that yeah also there was some kind of like you know fuck it mentality <laughs> as well yeah. yeah it's like this may never actually see the light of day so fuck it this there's some there i think on um if you listen to the album when it comes out there are going to be some tracks that have extended noise outtakes after you know these songs and they actually in one case it runs into the next song and I think in, in one of those or two of those situations, there's probably like 12 guitars. That would not have happened normally because that's not really what bird language is, is known for, right? We're kind of known for like washy guitars and yeah. kind of chimey, bell, bell-shaped tones. A lot of stuff on there that's kind of like, might as well just have fun with this because who the hell knows? And that was liberating. And, you know, Ethan was all about it. And we had no idea that when it came time to mix that any of those takes were even there because time is long, right? You forget what you did. Take. Right. So, so like, you know, months later, when you finally get to a, a mixing session and you're like, oh, my God, there's all this stuff in there and it's all really cool. That was really fun. You know, at that point, we all kind of got pumped up in the mastering uh, process. We were kind of like on cloud nine because there was a product there that really none of us saw coming together the way it did until it was right in front of our faces. And so that's why we're all pumped right now. Uh, I think if, if we release what we had, in two at the end of 2020 to the world <laughs> we probably would not be having this conversation right probably putting it out on you know spotify or something like that not really telling anyone about it really well that's the thing you know and i and i try to i try to impress this upon bands without being really preachy and I, i'm not a big fan of giving unsolicited advice but it's like you know you're putting your heart and soul into this music let somebody know that you made it you know yes. let let somebody know give it to someone let or let somebody help you tell other people that you've made this music because people really do i i do believe people do want to hear it you know mm-hmm. it's not just a, a vanity project that you're it shouldn't be i think unless that's and that's the only way unless that's the only way you want to look at it like i'm just going to make this music because i want to make it for me and i don't care if anybody hears it of course you want somebody to hear it yep uh, I have a plug since we're on the topic of letting the world know a really pivotal kind of uh, point in our band's you know, kind of history, which really only happened about a month and a half ago, two months ago, was bringing in Mike Murata to, to mm-hmm. work with us mm-hmm. at Publix. His, his skill set and his drive, his energy level, I think everyone on this call will agree. He's pretty impressive to pull together assets and to get everything ready to, to go in order to launch far and wide you know this music i don't think even with our best efforts we would be able to do what we've done in a very short period of time so i just want to plug him he's amazing yeah and he's he's also worked with us lights uh no nations so you see a lot of bands coming up right now mm-hmm. there's like a chance that mike has his fingerprints on it even a little bit i work very closely with michael Murata for obvious reasons because i you know boston emissions you may not be aware of this and it's okay if you weren't but the show was on a six month 
hiatus, not because I planned on taking six months off. And that's a different story that we can have, but um, being able to have somebody like Michael Murata doing the work that he's doing makes my job easier because I want to know, I want to know things about bands and bands like, "Ah, I don't have to put a bio out or "Ah, who cares. And it goes back to my, if you put your heart and soul into something, please somehow let somebody know about it. It's really great to have somebody with course's skill set, like you mentioned, and his knowledge about being able to put something together that's going to be palatable. And it's not, it's pretty easy. X, Y, Z, here's what you need to send off. So for somebody like me, I really need a little band information. Send me an MP3 that I can play on my show. Um, And it's really great that we have somebody like Michael, who's able to say, here, let me let me do this for you. I'm trying to make a living. Let me help you with this and then send you on your way. Or, I mean, I, I worked with him as my own publicist for my true crime show and it's been a great relationship. So uh, this is not supposed to be a commercial for Mike, for Michael Murata, but uh, I back what you said wholeheartedly. Um, I think he, gets, that he just gets it. It's so important. It's important to have something like that because we have, we have limited resources in, in, by way of, you know, like media and um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he says it really simply. He's like musicians, you make the music, focus on that, focus Mm -hmm. on your brand. Let me work on everything else. Um, And really like, I think part of uh, what Mike said, we have six, seven songs kind of in the, in the chamber. Part of the reason why we're so pumped is because we know Mike's right there as well. So as soon as, as soon as we're able to get back into the studio, we're going to have a game plan that's been charted out from you know day one whereas in the case of this album <laughs> wasn't exactly that it was like six or seven years in the making so um, we expect to kind of be really uh, much more active um, once this release is out there we want to celebrate this record it means a lot to us mm-hmm. it, we do feel that it's very strong uh, the mm-hmm. sounds are there the chip is amazing um, but there's more to come as well uh, after the march 20th show we're going to have a release in june it still details uh, coming down the road um, but there will be a live show in June um, after the May uh, release of the record. So um, hopefully we'll have a pretty active summer and hopefully bounce around a little bit too. We'd love to get up to to Portland and down to Providence, that sort of thing. And maybe out to Lowell and Worcester, you know, visit the Metro West region as well. Uh, Mike has connections out in Western Mass too. So mm-hmm. imagine that there are going to be some really fun shows coming up down the road soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a great place to be able to do those weekends too. You know, you can, yeah. you can do, uh, uh, you know, two or three or four a day, quote unquote tour and hit a lot of these places without going too far from home. So yeah. I, I say, yes, I say, if you're able to do that, if you're able to get in the van and, and drive to a couple of these cities every couple of weekends, do it, do it because, you know, people are going to want to see shows. People want to yeah. see stuff. We've been housebound for a long time. Live shows also was one of our original drives as a band, you know, years ago, you know, I know all of us individually love to play live. And as you said, with the pandemic and everything, like we're just pumped to get, you know, regardless of the record, it's like, I just want to play out, man. You know, like there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that too. Obviously well, the- and, and I think you're, you're in a really great space because this is sort of, well, it is, it's, it's the coming out party for bird language because you, you, you have all brand new everything. You have this brand new record that's ready to come out. I mean, I know you from all of your other respective bands, but 
not a lot of other people may be aware of the fact that, you know, you have this long, illustrious rock and roll history, all of you together in tackle it like you're, you're a brand new band and you're going to present this music to every single person that you can. Sounds good to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone. Yeah. Thank you. you, Angel. It's great to see you. You too. We, uh, I've been talking offline and online about naming this segment. So I was like, I want to, I want to add an interview segment to Boston emissions and I want to name it something. I didn't really know what to name it. So I put it out there. So here are the choices and you can help me decide. Ready? Somebody said, call it the musician inquisition. I'm like, that's kind of wordy, but it might be all right. Boston admissions, AD missions, um, full disclosure. I don't know. That sounds a little nudie. <laughs> Boston babble, which I thought was kind of good. Cause we, I do babble a lot. Um, Mike check. How about that boston intermission hmm. i like the inquisition one yeah same yeah, here awesome. what was that what was it in? boston inquisition musician inquisition musician inquisition, inquisition. oh yeah boston, i like that. boston admissions you didn't really give me anything you didn't really admit to anything is there anything no. you want to admit to here in this no one expects the musician inquisition <laughs> um full dis- yeah musician inquisition is pretty good boston babble mic check boston intermission i personally don't mind mic check but that's because i'm my yeah. name's mike <laughs> ah that's right mic well check. you can use that for yours thank you well thanks everyone of course i'll put song on the show and i share my show yeah, appears in a couple of different places and um i share all the music that that I get and I play on the show, I share with, you know, some other people so they can, they can, you know, share the love. So. Oh, cool. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Thank well, you for everything. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Yeah. Um, best of luck. I will see you in person soon. I, so. I haven't seen you in a while. Nash, I've seen you. We're all taller than we were before. We're all very <laughs> different people now than we were two years ago for the better. That's I might've nice. eaten a lot. but you made it through to the other side and that's what that's the only thing that matters i didn't bake any bread or watch tiger king i didn't do either of those things nor did i yeah yeah. you said you were going to get a tattoo what were were you thinking of getting oh well i was um scheduled to just go i I was going to see dave our friend dave norton at pino brothers to do a to do a um consult on two things. I want to get something for my pug. My, my very old pug passed away in December. So I want to work on a design for him. And then I wanted to get a little, I want to get a little something on, on my forearm and then work on the big project, the big projects. Like, cause I have this, I have Gussie, oh, yeah. my other, my other bulldoggy um, who passed away several years ago. So I'm I, eventually, I guess I'm going to be covered in dogs. That's <laughs> both, both Pat and I, uh, have tattoos of, of our dogs as well. Yeah. 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 I think I saw you as Pat, right? Yeah. It's I on did. my leg. Hold on. Let's see if I can. Uh... <laughs> How weird can it get? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to stand on this. All right. Nice. Only can you see it? Can you see it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's Who did it? Uh, a guy, Ken Stewart, who used to work at Pino Brothers. Oh, nice. He doesn't work there anymore, but um, I, I mean, anyone there is awesome. Dave mm-hmm. is a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I've Dave. Gotten, yeah, I've gotten a few tattoos there. So. Yeah. yeah. And where's yours, Neil? Isn't it a place that you can show us? Uh, yes. 
You didn't know you were going to disrobe for this. this I guess this is the admissions part. This is the Inquisition yep. admissions part. I'll take your word for it. Hold, hold please. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh. Sweet guy. That's awesome. All right. So here, so before we wrap up, while I'm recording, while there's audio going, I would like you guys to do a station ID. It doesn't have to be all of you together, but you can individually say who you are and you're from bird language and you're listening to Boston emissions, starting with you, Chip, Jeffrey. Hey, it's Chip from bird language and you're listening to Boston emissions. Okay, Neil. Hey, it's Neil from bird language and you're listening to Boston emissions. See how bright and happy he was. So once once a year. (laughs) You want want me to go? Yep. Hey, it's Pat from bird language and you're listening to Boston emissions. All right, Nash, it's on you. This is Nash, drummer from Bird Language, and you're listening to Boston Emissions. Nice. All right, Andrew. Hey, it's Andrew from Bird Language, and you're listening to Boston Emissions with Angel Wood. Nice. All right. Thank you. My work here is done. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Much Thanks for having us. Thanks for making time. I knew it was kind of a weird scramble, kind of last minute situation, but we pulled it together. Uh, happy to so, do it. 